Welcome to Update One, the podcast of the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Update One provides a forum for listeners to learn about national stories focusing on news, politics, and current events. Now, the latest edition of Update One. Welcome to Update One. This is your host, Shannon Fisher, and we've got a special podcast for you today. I am talking to the new president of the National Press Club, Tommy Burr. This is his first interview to talk about what he expects from the club this year and what the club has meant to him. So, Tommy, welcome. Thank you, Shannon. You're the brand new president, and something incredible happened on your first day. It was amazing. Uh, you know, I imagined my first day would, uh, which was a Saturday, by the way, first mm-hmm. full day is a Saturday morning. I figured I could get up, go to brunch. But I was awakened by some amazing news that uh, still didn't really sink in for a while, that Jason Rezaian, a Washington Post reporter uh, who had been jailed in Iran for 545 days, had finally been freed uh, and was going to be on his way home soon. Um, absolutely overjoyed uh, because of the efforts the National Press Club put in to raise the awareness and work with the Post and his brother Ali to to make sure that people knew about Jason's uh, wrong and unjustified detention in Iran. Uh, and, and it was just... Um, a beautiful start to the presidency, but also I have to note that this really builds on what John Hughes, my predecessor, did for the club in in, in improving and, and heightening uh, the press freedom efforts we do here. Yes, and what a, what a wonderful opening gift. And if we can build on that even better, that's the most important part is, uh, you know, Jason is not alone. The, the, the only journalist out there is being detained or otherwise, um, you know, held down by governments uh, here and abroad. Yeah. And uh, we really have to build on that. And, and the success we had in raising the issue with Jason, I think, shows that we can do this for others as well. What made you decide that you wanted to run for president of the National Press Club? You know, I actually was uh, somewhat drafted about five years ago to run for the board. Uh, I, I moved to Washington in 2005. Uh, I work for the – my day job is working for the Salt Lake Tribune as the mm-hmm. Washington correspondent. Uh, and before I even actually, you know, found an apartment here in Washington, uh, several people suggested you need to go join the press club. And so I did. So I didn't have a place to live, but I was a member of the National Press Club, uh, which some people still question if I do have a place to live because I am spending a fair (laughs) amount of time here these days. Uh, You know, I'd done uh, work with other uh, press organizations in town. I was the president of the Regional Reporters Association, which is a group of uh, 80 regional reporters like myself here in Washington. Uh, And I was the chairman of the Congressional Standing Committee of Correspondence, which decides who gets credentials to cover Capitol Hill. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then about five years ago, some other board members came to me and said, you should run for the board of the press club. Um, And I asked, how much time is involved with that? And I think they lied to me. Uh, (laughs) But, but, you know, I I really do feel uh, that there's an opportunity I have now to give back to all those people who helped me when I was starting my career, when I didn't know what I was doing, and I was a cop reporter, and people took me under their wing. And if I can in some way give back now, then that's important. Sure, most definitely. It sounds like you had your priorities in order going to the press club before finding a place to live. Because yes, this, exactly. This is now your home away from home, for sure. Yeah, don't don't tell the uh, staff that I'm actually sleeping in my office sometimes. Right. <laughs> so you were you were on the board, and then you were vice president last year. Yeah, I was chairman of the board. I rent, I was treasurer for a year. I was vice president last year. You refer to yourself as a reporter's reporter. Tell me a little bit about what you mean by that. You know, I, I'm, I'm old school, I guess, in some ways. Uh, I am somewhat young compared to uh, what some people would say a president of the press club should be uh, age-wise. But I'm old school and also in the way that transition between the, the more seasoned reporters who were daily print reporters and those who, like me now, 
had to file video and do radio and do TV hits and also file print stories that are updated six times in a day. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm the straight up guy who who thinks that you know it should be reporters hanging out at the bar after work, you know, having a few bourbons and trading stories, but up the next morning to make sure their readers have the most up to date information they can find at their fingertips on their phone, you know, on their TV, on their you know front doorstep. Yeah, and so so what do you think are the biggest issues facing reporters right now? Oh, so many, um, and it's, it's things that we're going to continue our pressure on. Our press freedom efforts are really. Uh, revered right now. And, and Jason and Zion is a great example of that. But there's also many other things. I mean, this administration, the Obama administration, had billed itself as one of the most transparent in history. Uh, other reporters have said it's one of the most opaque in history. Um, I, I can tell you many times I'm still shocked by the phrase, uh, off the record, no comment. I don't know what that means. Am I supposed to pretend I didn't call you? Uh, and, and that's something that we need to push back on as journalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the idea of industry cutbacks. I mean, Yahoo News uh, just yesterday talked about you know a, a huge cut in staff, and, and you know I'm checking with friends to see how they're doing there. Uh, we saw Al Jazeera America recently mm-hmm. shut down. So the the news industry is is constantly in flux right now, and I hope that people can find the National Press Club is is their is their home away from that that we are still here in fact if i can have a minute to tell a great story sure. i uh, one of our board members is Derek Wallbank, um, and Derek joined uh, the club when he first got to Washington i think 06 07 and soon after he found himself laid off and he's you know he doesn't have a check he's worried about it you know what he can do for his family uh, and he came to the press club and uh, he realized that, you know, sitting in our hallowed halls, that he's still a journalist. He doesn't have to be, you know, Derek Wallbank, comma, something. The Derek right. Wallbank is a journalist himself. And he, after that, he, you know, now is a top editor of Bloomberg News and a board member of the press club and now trying to give back as well. And I think that's where we can provide some help in this uh, industry in, in complete flux facing governments who want to curtail our efforts or, or contain us as much as possible. Yes, it really is a place where people in the journalism field feel they can belong, they can commiserate, they can celebrate together. So yeah. what are your what are your goals? Yeah, so it goes in part and parcel with that. But one thing we've, we've kind of failed to do is highlight who we are. Um, we are not just a, a clubhouse with a bar. We are a world-renowned organization that fights for journalism, uh, journalists who are facing uh, government crackdowns. We fight against legislation that would would hurt journalists, fight for legislation that would help us. Uh, we train journalists. We offer opportunities to to make your craft better, be it TV or radio or print or Twitter or what other new social media outlet there is. And, and also highlighting the members of which. Derek Waldbank is a great example of that. Uh, uh, um, I, I think Stephanie Galehart is a new member. She joined last year, moved to Washington without a job. And now you can watch her on WSA Channel 9, uh, you know, doing reporting because she That's met great. people at the club who helped her find that position. Yeah. So I think spotlighting who we are is a better way to sell us to other people who have yet to learn about the National Press Club. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I think people know that events happen here, but they don't really know the extent to which they happen and the, the level at which they happen. Ban Ki-moon spoke here last year, uh, the Secretary General of the United Nations. Absolutely. You look down the hallway we have on the 13th floor of all these pictures of people who have spoken here, and it's just – it's awe-inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family is recently here, and they're just walking down the halls, and they love NASCAR, and they're like, oh, Danica Patrick is here. And uh, then you you know, you know see the head of the NAACP, and you see Donald 
Donald Trump and you see other presidential candidates or luminaries, government officials who have been here. Uh, and that's just one of the things we do, mm-hmm. just barely one. And I think there are a lot of people who don't know that they can join too. Mm-hmm. We, we need to explain that. This is not an uh, invite-only exclusive group. Uh, right. Well, we are exclusive in that we have great members, but uh, we're, we're, we, we want people to understand uh, if you're a press secretary on Capitol Hill, you can join. If you're a journalist for an online outlet, you can join. If you're a, a member from Utah, for example, mm-hmm. you still have the rights that a member has here in Washington and you actually pay a little less as a non-resident member. Right. Uh, but there are so many things that we do, and 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 it really has this reputation uh, that I think we can build on, and we will build on this year. So, what brought you? What brought you into the field of journalism to begin with? You know, I started working for my hometown newspaper, and I was like twelve or thirteen years old. I'm from a small town in Utah, mm-hmm. very small, called Salina, uh, and I really love the idea of doing something different every day. It's mm-hmm. challenging. It's educational. It's it's fun. As a journalist, I you know. Say I have to run over to the White House in 10 minutes. That's just neat. And it should be awe-inspiring every time I go to the White House. Mm -hmm. Every time I step in the U.S. Capitol to go chase down a senator, I know it's going to be a dog for a bit. I'm made two hours on my feet running after, you know, some gray-haired men uh, trying to find him or her. But I have to say that's still exhilarating because these are United States senators and I'm chasing them down for an important reason. And that's why I would hope you, too, love the, the, the journalism field. Yes, definitely. I mean, we're, we're talking, hopefully, about things that matter. And I, I have the same thing whenever I'm driving across the bridge and I look over and I look at the monuments. I think this is, you know, this is history and we're going to continue to make history and to be able to be part of recording that. I think it's 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 a big honor. It is. I, I have to I'll, I'll show you the, uh, the president's office upstairs. Uh, I left this from when John Hughes was president. But uh, on the wall is a picture of Martin Luther King, uh, spoke the club in 1962, which was controversial at the time uh, because of of what was going on. His essentially his first national address to the country was here at the National Press Club. Before that, a lot of the things he was doing was covered by local media. Mm -hmm. It wasn't covered nationally. And that really helped his star rise. Uh, A year later is when he did the I Have a Dream speech on the National Mall. So this is a place that holds so much history, and I hope will continue to be kind of the living history because there are stories being written upstairs right now by freelancers in our freelance alley, uh, by reporters who are coming here to meet with sources in, in our restaurants, mm-hmm. by people who are covering news conferences here today. Yeah, I mean, the, the National Press Club, it, it is a launching pad for people and for information in so many ways. And that's one of the things I'm trying to start this year. Um, press Club logo is the National Press Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I took a little red pen the other day and I wrote a little uh, you know, arrow up and I said, we are, and a little exclamation to the point, saying we are the National Press Club, to spotlight members like I've mentioned who are a great edification of, of, right. our, of our organization. Yeah. Uh, not just you know, our great journalism members, but our great communicator members too, who join because they want to network, they want to improve their skills, they want to have the ability to be supporting an organization that fights uh, for press freedoms. Mm-hmm. And there, and that's a that's a big fight. <laughs> we'll continue to be, and uh, you know, I'd love I'd love the day when we're like, okay, we're good. Every country in the world understands the rights of journalists, and they they let them do their jobs without interfering. Uh, I have a hard time seeing that in my lifetime, but we can keep fighting for it. Yeah, we absolutely can. So, wh- what would be your your number one objective that that you would like to accomplish during your tenure as president? So, I, I think. 
with our uh, the sale of the Rockwell painting last year uh, really gives us the opportunity to say we now have a, a good 401k. We have um, you know our future kind of helped financially with a with a rock solid investment that will be here for generations. Uh, our financials, when it comes to the business, are operating very well. We've posted a profit for the last what eight, nine, ten years. Um, every single year. And our press freedom efforts, like I talked about, are, are, are really celebrated and revered around the world. So I think it's time we, we build on those, but also look in, inward and mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. how do we make sure that they understand that this isn't just a, a, a fraternal organization, which is great, but, but more than that, that it's uh, fights for press freedoms. It offers trainings for young mid-level and seasoned journalists, uh, that we have uh, facilities that can help you have a place to work if you don't have an office anymore or if you're a freelancer who doesn't want to work at home anymore then you want to have a place to work and be surrounded by journalism. I think once people understand what we are and mm-hmm. who we are, it's not a hard sell. It's and we're not. not. We're not really asking much money to join the club. We're, we're saying you get so many great benefits that it, it's, it's, it behooves you professionally to join. It does. And it's a real haven. Journalists out there, come on, join. I mean, this is... Uh... <laughs> you know, one of the things I love about uh, uh, being a journalist, too, is, is sitting around with my friends and uh, be it over coffee or a beer or, you know, a bagel in the morning and just talking about story ideas or running by what I'm thinking about writing or, you know, they come up with other ideas of, oh, you should call so-and-so. Oh, what about this angle? And mm-hmm. there's some camaraderie that helps with producing better journalism than just thinking in your own mind what I'm going to do today. And that's something that I think the press club facilitates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to say that if, if, there's a, if there's something I want to do for the club this year, it's to, to make sure people understand more what it is and, and why they should be part of our, our movement. What does the press club mean to you personally? You know, it, it's a place where I've met Many of my friends, uh, lifetime friends, uh, uh, it's a place where I feel as comfortable as I do, you know, home or um, with family uh, because it is kind of family. Um, it is a place where I feel connected to to my industry and my field and my love of the, the craft of writing and the ability to – be here and do things like the 24-hour readathon we did for Jason Rezion or to be an awards ceremony and see, you know, a scholarship winner who's faced challenges but is still going to step up and, you know, seek out that degree to go into journalism. That, to me, it, 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 it's home. Yes. Tommy Bird, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and to talk to all of the members and non-members who are listening to this podcast so they can feel like they get to know you a little better and the club a little better and and know what it's going to look like under your leadership. Well, thank thank you, you. Shannon. They all should know this is their home, too. Until next time, this is Shannon Fisher. Bye, everyone. You have been listening to Update One, a production of the National Press Club's Broadcast Committee. You can comment on this show or any episode of Update One by going to facebook.com slash pressclubdc or on Twitter at pressclubdc. Thanks for listening to Update One.